Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. We are talking about the schools and what's happening in them. Why does this matter? Well, you're listening to Equipped to Be, and I am your host, Connie Albers. There's been a lot going on, and I follow it closely. I may not say a lot in our podcast, but I'm very busy. I am deeply troubled and concerned about what is happening with our leadership in the United States, as well as what's going on around the world. So that's going to be our focus today on Equipped to Be. Okay, so recently, and as of the recording of this podcast, and it's been going on for a while, parents have asked me, why are you so passionate about homeschooling? Many years ago, and dare I say decades ago, I didn't homeschool for the reasons that a lot of people were homeschooling. I just thought, you know what? We wanted a close family. I was pretty confident we could give them at least what they would learn in a school system, and we'd have a lot more fun doing it because our family would be together. What has surprised many people are my answers now. Why? Because as you grow and change, the culture change, policy changes, your views, You start learning a little bit more than you knew before. So regardless of it, we're going to have this conversation. I was recently approached by a very large media organization who wanted to talk about the explosion of homeschooling. They just couldn't quite figure it out. And I'll be honest, I thought, you're a news outlet for crying out loud. Are you not watching what I'm seeing? Are you not hearing what parents are saying, the frustration parents are experiencing by being told to sit down, shut up. You have no place in the education of your child. That's infuriating, isn't it? It was for me, and it is for millions and millions of families. They want their children to get a good education. They want them to know how to do math. I was having a a conversation with a young mom recently, and she said in this job that she does, she was asked to, you know, just it was like off the cuff, what's three times eight? And sadly, her peer couldn't even give the answer. She had no idea other than use her fingers or maybe some M&Ms or her smartphone. And She was appalled by what she was seeing. I mean, she's seeing it everywhere. You're seeing it. People don't know how much a pound of bananas are. Even if you say bananas are 69 cents a pound, how much is a pound? I don't know. Parents want their children educated well. They want them to be able to compete in the marketplace of ideas. And what we see, and you're seeing this in the news, is the dumbing down of Americans. I mean, there's podcasts on this. There's news segments on this. You can't help but do any kind of search online, and you're hearing more and more about how dumb people are getting. And I know that's probably not a good word, but it's really what it is. People aren't thinking. They don't have to. When was the last time you actually had to remember a phone number? You just had it plugged in by somebody's name. So they're a name. 
and you don't know their number. Probably the only number you know is 911. And some people even laugh about that and they'll say, do you know how to call 911? And people laugh, but honestly, that's the truth. So it got me thinking about what is happening specifically in the United States. And I know many of you listen across the globe. And so this is still relevant to you because a lot of this has come from overseas, not to place blame. I know it's not you doing it, but the powers of B, the folks that are making the decisions that you have to live by and that your children are going to have to live by, the ones that control the purse strings, they have strong opinions and they have a very strong agenda. And that agenda is not for your kids to compete in the arena of ideas because we don't want dissenting voices. We don't want anybody with an opinion that doesn't mimic that which is in power, so to speak. Well, I just have to say, I want to dive into this because I'm going to tell you, parents, people have said, Connie, why do you still fight for families? Why do you still trying to shore up and strengthen families and relationships? And why do you still kind of care? Because I care about your family. I care about our nation. I care about the design that God had for our families. And and that is that families were the first thing God created, right? He made all that is. And so it grieves my heart that people actually have the audacity to say to a parent, you don't know what you're doing. You aren't trained. You aren't educated. We are. You don't have a say because you're too dumb to know what is in the best interest of your child that you actually are raising, that you spend your life with, and that you will spend life beyond 18 years old, God willing, with your kids. So what do you do? Well, I'm going to tell you what you don't do, accept it. You do not accept that you don't have a role to play or a voice to be spoken into about the education. I hear it all the time. I travel the country. I travel internationally talking on education and parenting and family-related matters. And it absolutely matters because if we can rip kids and put wedges between the parent-child relationship, our children are fair game and they can be targeted for any ideology anybody wants to teach your child. And you're basically told you have no say in the matter. And that's wrong. God gave you your children. You are the one that is to teach and train them in the way they should go. And I recently did an interview and we were talking about the role of grandparents. You know, they're trying to get grandparents out of the equations. Oh, grandma, grandpa, just take a cruise, go travel, stay out of it. They're not yours. I mean, oh, I've heard it all. It's amazing. But I have heard more and more families that are saying, no, they're my kids. They're our kids. We're going to teach and train them. That's our responsibility. Yes, we may need help with algebra. Okay. Some of you need help with phonics. I did. I didn't know what phonics was until I started teaching my kids phonics. Why have I been such a proponent? I'm not against the public school or private school or charter school. I mean, I'm not against them, although I am not for what's happening in our public school system and in a lot of our other schools. I'm not a fan of what I see, and I see and read a lot. And that's why you guys tune in, because you want somebody who's going to come alongside you and say, you're doing a good job teaching and training your children, whether it's homeschooling or not. 
but being actively engaged instead of passive. Hey, just feed the kid, put on the braces, make sure they get sleep, get them some clothes, but they got to be designer clothes, and then we'll take it from there. That is not the way it was designed to be. And I don't shut up about this, and I don't go on vacation and take up tennis because this is too important. Our families, our kids, you, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, it's too important. No longer do you have to guess if others don't agree with what you're doing. Nothing's happening behind a curtain. You see it all right out there. And sometimes I wonder, why is there so much passivity? Honestly, it's because a lot of people don't know what to do, and they're busy. I interviewed David Clausen recently, and we talked about that. It's One person isn't going to save everything, as much as some people would like for you to believe that. There's an army of folks that are against and don't believe that parents are the primary influence on their child's life. They don't want that to be, but I'm telling you, you are. And the only way you won't is if you abdicate that role. That's it. You may have people whispering in your kid's ear telling them, don't listen to your parents. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, they're just of the old school. They're whatever name you want to affix, which they are actually putting a lot of pretty disgusting names on parents that are just trying to teach their children their values, their convictions, and their beliefs. And they're being attacked. You're being attacked. And I get it. You're just trying to put food on the table. You're trying to like stay under the radar. It's like a game of whack-a-mole. I don't know for those of you that have never heard it, it's a game where something pops up and it gets whacked on the head and it goes back down. That's really what we are. We're, we're afraid to speak up and speak out. Why? We don't want to be targeted. Nobody wants to be targeted. You just want to raise your family. You want to have your garden. You want to be able to enjoy a vacation and play board games or puzzles or the things that you do. And more and more families are becoming more insular. This interview that I was asked to do was eye-opening because I live in a world and my world is very engaged and active parents. Perfect? Heck no. There's not a perfect parent. They don't get it all right. We don't get it all right. And you're subjected to constant guilt and shaming and put-downs, and it's wrong. And I'm telling you, you are enough for your kids. You may do some things that are wrong, but when you lean and you look to the Lord for wisdom and direction, and something isn't quite working right, you can change. There's freedom, friends. There's freedom in the pivot. If you're getting a lot of resistance, guess what? You can pivot. We did a whole segment on why our children resist. I talked about what's happening in our school system. You are being told to get out of the way. And friends, if you do that, your kids are totally exposed to whatever the whims of the powers that be are. Whatever they are, your kids get caught in the crosshairs. And they're not emotionally, mentally, developmentally ready to tackle adult topics. I don't care what is being espoused, they're just not ready for it. What blows my mind is your child can't have a social media account to the 13, but they can have surgery to change a gender. 
Where does that make any sense? It doesn't have to make sense. You're just told if you're a good parent, you're going to shut up and go along. And friends, if I could just talk to you about the people that I've met, the parents that I've met that would say, I wish I would have tried to help my child a little bit more, or the children that's like, gosh, I wish my parents would have tried to stand up a little bit more, or I can't believe what has happened. It's the parents that live with this nonsense that's being taught to our kids. It's the parents. Because they're the ones that have to be there and the late night hours of them weeping and crying and confused and distraught and some suicidal and depressed and filled with anxiety. Yeah, it's the parents that are there. That's okay. You're allowed to be there for that. But oh, no, no, let let not you open your mouth to lead, teach, and train your child. And it's wrong. And you need to understand that. And you need to know that your job is the primary influence. What you do when you're making cookies and brownies or planning a birthday party, when you decide, like I covered that subject about sleepovers, whether they're right or wrong for your family or or this particular sleepover is right or wrong, I've had so much feedback from the sleepovers topic. So many people have written and emailed me or messaged me. Thank you for covering this topic. Why? Because we're in such turmoil about it. I even had somebody in the professional world say, yeah, the topic was recently brought up to them and the parents had to really kind of figure out what are we going to do with all this? That's parenting, figuring out what you're going to do, how you're going to celebrate a holiday or how you're not going to celebrate a holiday. How are you going to do birthdays? How are you going to handle eating? If your child doesn't want to eat what you're serving, do you make 16 different varieties for dinner to satisfy all the little things. Now, I'm not talking about if your child has an allergy. That's very, very different. But parents, you're twisting and bending in all of these ways to appease all of these people that are telling you, this is right, this is right, this is right, do it this way. You don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to beg to differ. You do. Maybe you are uncertain. There isn't a parent that has ever gotten it all right, but I can guarantee you you're going to get it right more than an educator who sees your child X amount of hours a week and off on the summers. You're going to know the heart of your child more than somebody who's standing up in front of 30 other kids or 20 other kids or 10 other kids and telling them how to construct a sentence or how ratios work. Or compound interest. And I can actually, I don't even know if they teach compound interest anymore. Friends, I'm troubled by what's going on. I'm not discouraged or I'm not without hope. But why do I stay and with my kids being grown? Because there's other generations. There's you. And I'm still in the thick of it. I'm still very, very much involved with what's happening to our kids. What's happening to mamas? The constant berating. And it can get downright discouraging, can't it? You feel like you're just fighting everybody. And I don't mean physically. I just mean just the tension that you feel. Everybody's against or has an opinion that's adverse or says how you're going to ruin your kids. You teach and train your children. And if your children are in school system, whether it's a public, private, charter, hybrid, whatever it is, find out what they're learning and talk to your kids 
about what it is that they're learning and if it aligns with your family values or if it doesn't. And yes, you do have to teach them how to answer certain questions. We had to do that when my kids were in school. We had to say, hey, listen, this is what they're expecting you to answer. I mean, that's kind of like happens everywhere. You have to kind of surmise what is the person asking you about, and then you kind of know what kind of answer you need to give. It's not a sleight of hand. It's not a manipulation thing. It's just, you know, everything is not a battle to be fought with other people who probably aren't willing to listen to you anyway. But you do need to teach your kids. And if you need help along the way, good Lord, there's so much help available. There's a plethora of resources that you can use, that they can use. You don't fill in the gap. You are the gap stopper. You are the protector of your kids. And if you aren't protecting your children, and and I'm not saying if you send your kids to school, you're not protecting them. That's not what I'm saying. If you don't protect them from the avalanche of what they're being exposed to, what they're hearing, what they're playing, what they're reading, then you're not setting them up to be able to compete in a very competitive world in the area of ideals, and even for them to understand their faith and understand how deeply they are loved and how they were created with a unique purpose, on purpose, for such a time as this. So while I started with the whole situation of the school system and how you're being attacked, you're being called names that aren't even true, you can't let that dissuade you from doing what you know is right in raising your children. You'll find the way to teach and train your children in in the best manner for them. You'll find that. But you have to be active, okay? You got to be involved. And I know it's busy. It's always been busy. Friends, it's always been a hamster wheel. Unless you were like in the 18th century, it's always been busy. Get up early, you work all day, and you collapse at night. I get it. That's why so many are telling you, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. You're like, I don't know how to slow it down. Let's talk about what you can do. And I'm not talking about slowing down, but I am talking about the intentionality. Decide what your priorities are. Obviously, your kids, your family, roof over the head, food in their stomach, clothes on their back, friends that they will have and that you have. Decide what's a priority. Yes, you hear this in a lot of self-help books, but it is true. What you think is important, you will spend time focused on. So you want to be careful that you don't get derailed and distracted by the cares of life from the things that are the most important to you. You have such a short time with your kids. And I can say this, you know, for the first three or four years, you know, it's not likely they remember as much because they're little. They're they're forming responses. They're reading your cues, your laughs, your giggles, your smiles, the routine. They're learning. They're a little sponge soaking it all up. And then at about 15-ish, They start working, part-time jobs, jobs here or there. Many states in America, you get your driver's permit. In other countries, they can drive. They're working. If you do the math, you really have about 10, 12 years to pour into your kids. And it doesn't mean that after 15, you don't, because you absolutely do. So just make sure you understand that. 
but where the distractions and where your input is greatest without the loudest voices screaming at them or between those years. That's why they're so critical. And we often don't think about that because we're so busy taking care of today and planning for tomorrow, but not getting the full spectrum of what this is going to look like in a few years. So you got a 10-year-old now, imagine what your child's going to be in five years, be 15 years old. And in five more years after that, they'll be in college or they will certainly be working. They will be living more independently, assuming more responsibility. When you get that mindset, all of a sudden you start to really see, okay, I have this many years to pour into my kids, to teach them values, to teach them God's word, to teach them what character qualities we live by, how to navigate friendships and how to manage money and time and all the elements that we have to pour into our kids in a short amount of time. But I promise if you had a jar with little rock or a penny or a glass rock from the days from say four or five till they turn the tassel, it may seem at the beginning like you have a lot of time and then all of a sudden it just flies by and you blink and you realize, wow, did that go by quick? There's no way for somebody to tell you how fast it goes when you're in the middle of it because you don't believe them because all they can see is endless laundry, stomachs that are never full. They're always hungry. Battles over everything from sleepovers to video games to dinners to hanging with friends. It's endless, but it does end and you do send them out and they stop needing you the way they need you right now. The goal is that they want to be with us. They want our advice and opinions. They want to hang out with us just because. But we have to be very intentional about this. And it's a battle in the education world. And I believe that's why we're seeing such a fierce battle right now. Because if you can get a child to turn away from their parents, then they are subjected, like I said earlier, to all manner of ideology, philosophy, indoctrination, propaganda, all of it. But you're the one, you, whether you're the aunt, you're the uncle, you're the grandma, grandpa, you are the one, mom and dad, that fill that vital role that helps your children have the strength, the courage, the boldness to take their place with confidence and joy because you have taught them well in their childhood. Yes, trials, storms, and all. You will get through all of them and you want to get through them together. So don't give up on this education. Don't allow others to tell you, you have no voice, you have no say, you have no place. Keep entering in where you can with what you can do. Always keep communicating with your kids. So that when they hear somebody trying to sway them in a way that is not right, they'll come to you, Mama, so-and-so said this. Is that true? Dad, I'm really struggling with this. What do I do? My teacher said this today. My friend's mom said this as they were bringing us home from school. I don't understand. Be available and be willing to help them understand that which they do not understand. Never neglect and never discount that you are the primary influence in your child's life. So this was a little change from 
the conversations we usually have here on Equipped to Be, but I will say I'm kind of fired up and I am more committed than ever for our kids' future, for your family's future. Thanks for tuning in to Equipped to Be. Thanks for telling your friends. Thank you for subscribing. We do it for you. We do it to equip you. And if we ever feel like, hey, we're not making a difference, then we don't need to be on here. We don't want to waste your time. Share it with a friend. Help us get the message out. You are equipped to be a doer of God's word. And that's what you need to always hang your hat on. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Equipped to Be, and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.